And I have the distinct honor of speaking with percussionist and band leader Tito Puente Jr., who will be performing with his Latin Jazz Ensemble on Friday, September 16th. It's going to be at the Dubuque Heritage Center, and the show starts at 7.30 p.m. We have uh, some tickets to give away, so stay tuned for that. And we'll give you some ticket information as well, so you can grab a pair. Uh, take someone you love to go see a master. Tito Puente Jr. is, of course, the son of legendary Tito Puente Sr., the master musician and band leader who for decades showed us the power and joy that is in Latin jazz. Like father, like son, Tito follows in his father's footsteps to be sure, but he's also following his own path as his music and style stand out at every show. Tito, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to talk today. Wow, what an introduction. I would like for you to repeat that to my children. <laughs> did Fantastic. You? Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You me. Did, you, did you hear what this guy said? That's the kind yeah. of reverence you got to give me. Yeah, yeah, show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got teenagers, you know, they just look at me as just their old dad, but... But uh, thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it. That is my pleasure. Well, let's start a little bit about where you came from. Um, as I mentioned, you are your father's son, obviously. Um, there's a lot of influence that your father you know, passed down to you. And listening to you, it's obvious that you both share the same passion for music. And you know, especially for the importance of Latin jazz and music in, in our culture. What do you think is the appeal of your father and his music that keeps him attracting such legions of fans? Well, I started out, uh, we were born and raised in New York City, my father before me too as well. We are uh, Puerto Rican, New York born uh, Hispanics uh, mm -hmm. from New York. Uh, Tito Puente, of course, being the icon legend that he was, um, created the whole Latin jazz and mambo sound that, that we now call today salsa and, and uh, people dance to it around the world. Uh, he had over 158 albums to his credit, seven-time Grammy Award winner, 14 nominations, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and go on and on about his amazing accolades and over 50-year uh, illustrious career. Uh, I continue his music for the past 22 years since his passing, and uh, I'm looking forward to bringing some that mambo to uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, I think the passion of, of my father's music really what transcends generations. Yep. If you think about it, the 22-year-old kid today never got to see Tito Puente live in concert. Um, so they can only go on, you know, social media or, of course, you know, YouTube or uh, any platform and see Tito Puente. But the music still thrives. It's still legions and legions of mambo fans around the world that continue to listen to his music, to dance to his music, uh, purchase and buy and and just love the fact that Tio Puente's music is timeless. It's very innovative, mambo jazz mix sound, and it's uh, innovative for when it for when he created it back in the 1950s, and then from the 1950s all the way through, uh, you know, the early 2000s, uh, due to his passing, that music transcended through the generations of five decades five decades of different fans yep. but the music is timeless you're gonna love it and uh i continue that you hear his influence in the contemporary jazz that we play today um there there is so much we have a uh, we have a salsa band in eastern iowa or case to alto maiz that you can hear his influence in so much of their work and you can hear it in uh gabriel espinoza you can hear it in you know pancho sanchez people like that it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing those the footprint. Musicians, those musicians actually are are greatly influenced by Tito Puente. I think a lot of percussion players too. Yep. Percussion is really my father's 
MO and he played piano, marimba, vibraphone, um, many other instruments. But the percussion players are really influenced by Tito Puente simply because of his rudimentary style of playing and incorporating jazz, big band music with Afro-Cuban rhythms with the conga, timbala, and bongo. Yep. Um, my two my two big memories of your father. Uh, one is you know you've made it when you are a reference in a Bill Murray movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he yeah. in um, I think it was Stripes when that's correct. His, his girlfriend makes fun of him because he stays up all night listening to Tito Puente records and he says, "Hey, don't knock yeah. the man." You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray was actually a neighbor of ours in New York. He lived in Snaden's Landing, one town over from us in uh, upstate New York. And uh, they're very good friends of my family. And uh, he was a Tito Puente fan, so that he actually added <laughs> into the scene, and he uh, he put it in the movie. That and is. it was great. And, and uh, so that's nice to know that that not only that, uh, but my father was also in so many different TV shows and and uh, movies. Mambo yep. Kings being one of them, and of course The Simpsons, who shot Mr. Burns. Episode episode yep. Tito Puente and then of course he was on Sesame Street he had a big argument with Oscar the Grouch <laughs> yep. about about who, who can dance and who can't but um it's great to see that that my father's uh, legacy uh transcends all generations it goes all, to all types of colors creeds people he was an ambassador of Latin music and when we went out to the far east and out to Japan and China and and all the Indonesia and all those cultures over there and great great beautiful cities they they, they didn't even know the language of Spanish nor English, but they knew the language of Tito Puente music. Yep. And that's really special about it. And the other big memory I have is when he played the uh, closing ceremony of the Olympics. Yes, and- that was an amazing, an amazing uh, feat of uh, just percussion flavor. He was there with Miss Gloria Stefan, of course. Yep. And uh, that was really, really amazing for my father to be asked to do that. I actually, I had those drums, as a matter of fact, wow. over here in my studio. Yeah, those timbales, they have the uh, Olympic rings on them. I kind of don't touch them too much because they're so <laughs> special. But uh, we'll probably end up putting them in a museum of somewhere. But that was a really special day for my father. He was really proud to represent the Americas yep. over there at the uh, 1996 Olympics in um, that was the Summer Olympics in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. See, and that's where Latin jazz is so important. Seeing the the, the expressions and the the exuberance that those young athletes had for his music when he was playing was just amazing. But then also you mentioned the the cultural aspect that the Americas. It's not just the United States. It's not just Latin America. We are becoming one giant culture in the Western Hemisphere. And it's yeah, so... a potpourri of people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think my father's biggest fans were Italians and Jewish people <laughs> in the back of the 1950s. Yeah, they would say, hey, Tito, we want to go see Tito Puente tonight. You know? <laughs> nice. And they would come from Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx, and they would come to the Palladium nightclub in New York, and he would have black, white, Hispanic, American, uh, everybody uh, just dancing to mambo music. He brought the world together by, you know, p- pigeonholing and really pushing the jazz and mambo music world. He played mm-hmm. Afro-Cuban music, and he was probably the only sought-out band leader at that time with his compositions and his arrangements that was really sought up to, 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 to ask, you know, to perform in different venues outside of New York at the time. That was very rare in the 1940s and 50s that you heard of a Hispanic band leader playing in the southern states or in the Midwest. Right. But Tito Puente was a pioneer, and he was doing that, uh, throughout the racism and whatever culture clashes that he had, he said, "I'm going to bring Mambo to the world," and he did that all through his entire five year, five decade career. Wow, 
Beautiful. I'm speaking with percussionist and band leader Tito Puente Jr., and he's going to be performing with his Latin Jazz Ensemble on Friday, September the 16th at the Heritage Center in Dubuque, and the show will start at 7.30. Now, for ticket information, you can call 563-585-SHOW. If you didn't catch that, you can always call us here at KCCK, 563-585-SHOW, or you can log on to dbq.edu. And we still have a few pairs of tickets to give away, uh, so stay tuned to KCCK. Enjoy some of the Latin jazz we play, and you'll uh, have a chance to win, possibly win some tickets to the show. Now, Tito, let's talk about you specifically. We've talked about your father. Let's talk about your art. And you may be following in your father's footsteps, but you're definitely walking your own path. There's, you know, there, there's the legacy, and then I hear your personal touch, your personal taste in your music as well. And I can really hear that on your album, Got Mambo. Yeah, I wanted to do something special with that record. Um, I, my father passed away 22 years ago. I did three albums pro, uh, after his passing. The first one, of course, was a straight tribute record in a remake of, um, of a lot of his old classic tunes. And then when I uh, decided uh, to start leading his band and taking his music, continuing his music to you know, support the new generation to listen to him. I recorded Got Mambo where I added my Latin jazz flavor in there. I wanted to w- work outside the box. My father did that too, though, if you think about it. Tito Puente had reincarnated his style of, of music a few times throughout his career. You know, he went through the Boogaloo era, the Mambo era, the mm-hmm. Salsa era, the, the Cha 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 era, and he even went into disco. I think my father had a pachanga and a disco record as well. <laughs> and he also and he also, of course, worked, you know, uh, the Carlos Santana thing with The Rock, you know, and Oye Como Va. And then he worked with hip hop with the uh, Sugar Hill Gang. And he worked in different genres of music. So he was always reinventing himself. But he always stuck close to the Latin jazz and Afro-Cuban sounds of the conga, timbal, and bongo. He said those, that's the rhythm, really, the rhythm section of any Latin band that is going to drive the people to dance. And my father was a dancer first and then, you know, percussion player second. And he always, if you watch him play, it looks like he's dancing, but I I wanted to continue that with um, branching out with the Got Mambo record and adding my own style and adding some Latin jazz in there where contemporary Latin jazz, where I wanted to bring in that style that my father once had with the arrangements. So I got some outside arrangers to help along with myself. And uh, it was a a great endeavor. And I'm so proud of that record. It, and it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Thank you. Um, um, now, this is always the generic question I have to ask. It's it's in my contract. For someone <laughs> who's never experienced a Tito Puente Jr. live show, what should that person expect? They get in, they sit down, the lights go down. What's next? Okay, so I try to I try to explain it that that way in a general way so that everybody can understand. Yep. Consider it like Mambo One Hundred and One class. You're going to learn about the roots of Afro-Cuban rhythm. You're going to learn about the history of Tito Puente and where it all started from. And I'm going to take you through a journey through the sounds of Puente throughout the soundtrack of his life. And I'm going to take you all the way into, of course, into the 1950s and the 60s into the 70s. And then I'll take you all the way to the 2000s when he fortunately left us. But I'm going to take you through the five-decade career of Tito Puente with music that's going to be danceable. And I don't really do any ballads in my uh, 
in my uh, shows, so don't expect to sit. <laughs> I expect everybody to come and dance. Bring your dancing shoes. It's very up tempo. I I do multiple different styles of music where it comes to Afro-Cuban music. Son Montuno, cha-cha-cha, rumba, guanguanco rhythms. They're all different styles and different styles of dances and rhythm tempos for the band. But uh, all in all, um, somebody told me the other day, it, was like, it felt like a religious experience. <laughs> wow. So you might feel that, you know, in contention with, with the music itself. But um, I know also uh, tell you stories. As well, in between songs, I'll recite some stories that I have with my father. So you're getting a kind of like a periscope into the Tito Puente realm of how he conducted uh, his group, his band, and of course the music that he created. Uh, the you know the over 150 some odd albums, and I can only pick so many songs throughout a 90 minute concert. But I try to pick the good ones, the ones that are hits, and it'll take you on a journey, and you really feel that experience. I hope everybody leaves the concert with their feet sore and uh, clapping their hands. That's oh. important. So, okay, that was the other question I was going to ask. Dancing is not only expect or uh, not only encouraged but expected, correct? Yes, I'm expecting that. <laughs> I have not had one show yet that someone you know, I, I do a lot of <laughs> I do a lot of places like Century Village over here in Florida where it's a, you know, it's a, a adult living facilities elderly mm-hmm. and I got 90-year-olds getting up out of their wheelchairs and dancing. So, wait. <laughs> they they enjoy the music, and it's it's something that you cannot sit down to. And I hope that everybody uh, that does come is encouraged to enjoy that, especially after you know the, the past couple of years that we've had. Uh, live music is just something really instrumental for all the live musicians and people too. They just have that desire of feeling connected to something. And I think my father's music really connected people during the, the lockdown and the pandemic. And he, he brought people uh, on social media to dance to his music. So now you get to feel it and see it live. Yep. And now you're going to have a fresh audience for them to, to experience your music as well, your compositions and your arrangements. So that's a beautiful yes. thing. Um, any new, I mentioned Got Mambo. Uh, any other new uh, recording co- uh, projects in the works? Yeah, during the lockdown, I decided to record a record remotely, uh, of course, with the different fantastic musicians that I worked with. These are Grammy Award-winning and Grammy-nominated artists. I did an album called The King and I. It's on mm. all digital platforms, and you can get it with some hot sauce, too. I made some hot sauce during the lockdown. My wife came up with the idea. She said, why don't you do something that was what people were doing during the lockdown? I was listening to music and eating. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were all doing. So, uh, so we made four hot sauces, and the new album is called The King and I. I have Domingo Quinones, uh, Sheila E., Pete Escovito, Humberto Armin, my brother Ronnie Puente is on the record, too. It's a, a slew of amazing artists that got to contribute to the record. It's a tribute album, 20-year anniversary for Tito Puente, and it's five decades of music in there. Um, a fantastic version of the Great hit Oye Como Va is on there, too, sung by Puerto Rican artist Michael Stewart. Uh, a beautiful record. Check it out. It's on all digital platforms, Amazon, iTunes. It's called The King and I, Tito Puente Jr., and I think you guys will enjoy it. All up-tempo. No ballads. Nice. And <laughs> yeah. now, you also maintain a fairly healthy touring schedule. What are some, other than Dubuque, of course, what are some of the other upcoming gigs you have coming? Wow, we're doing a whole Midwest tour. You got We're kicking it off, actually, over there. Uh, well, we're kicking it this weekend over in Paducah, Kentucky. Then we head over to, uh, I think, believe we're going to St. Joseph, Missouri. And then we're going to head up to you guys next week um, over there in Iowa. 
in Dubuque. And then after that, uh, I think we head back out to Kansas City. And so there's a lot of different uh, concert venues that we're going to be doing. Oh, Knoxville, Tennessee as well. Um, but you can find all the tour dates. They, they are extensive. Um, but all the tour dates at my social media pages. And you can go to at Tito Puente Jr. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm very, very heavily into my social media. So a lot of people are like, wow, you're on your social media a lot. And then it is me. It's not someone, you know, trying to be me or anything like that. I, I engage with my fans and I love that because they're so passionate about the music, that the history, especially of uh, Tito Puente. Absolutely. Well, once again, I've been speaking with percussionist and band leader Tito Puente Jr., who will be performing with his Latin Jazz Ensemble. That's going to be on Friday, September 16th at the Heritage Center in Dubuque. Show's going to start at 7.30. You can get your tickets by calling 563-585-SHOW. That's 563-585-SHOW. Or log on to dbq.edu. And as I've mentioned, stay tuned. You're going to have some chances to win tickets to the show as well. Tito Puente Jr., it has been my honor to talk with you today. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, I hope you guys win some tickets to the show. I'd love to meet each and every one of you in Dubuque, Iowa. I cannot wait to get there and bring the mambo of the Rey de Timba, Tito Puente there. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be a great time. We'll see you there. Wepa. Ha ha.